0: Hey guys, this is day number three of this week of podcasts that we are calling February Surprise. Yes, because it is still February Surprise. Surprise. Jeff, who do we have on so far this week? Uh, We started off with Wyclef Jean. Uh, People might know him from a little thing he did called Guantanamera. Yes. Uh... We had DJ Jubilee on yesterday. Right. She's from Miami and Mixpack. That's right. And today we have Cam from Hennypalooza. His government name is Cameron McCullough for anybody who has a lawsuit and you're looking for him. Anybody who's wondering how they get a plus 20 into Hennypalooza. Anybody who's wondering how they get their money back if they were (laughs) looking for just ginger ale at Hennypalooza. Here's the thing cam answers all your questions here on this very episode but before we get into all that jeff yeah i would like to make a little statement now guys whether you've been rocking with us for nearly a decade or if you're brand new to us thanks to this very here podcast we appreciate you we're just two kids who grew up loving hip-hop music and hip-hop culture and a decade in we are so grateful that we've carved our own lane within this world Whether it was weekly sketch videos, absurdist interviews on MTV, uh, podcasts, or music videos, you guys have been there to support, to spread the word, and to push us forward. In just a few weeks, we are going to be living out our dream and headlining SOBs here in New York City. It is called Your Girls Tour. And you know who's been on that stage. Everybody from Kanye to Drake to John Legend to 2 Chainz and now us. And now, having attended a million concerts at SOBs over the last 10 years, we know what kind of opportunity this is, and we've been working very hard over the last two months getting ready for an unforgettable night. So, here's the thing. We don't just want to show up. Like we've done our whole career, let's aim for the sky and let's sell SOBs out. And this is where you can help. New York City... Brooklyn, the Bronx, Westchester, New Jersey, Connecticut, and beyond. If you love It's The Real, if you appreciate what we bring to the game, if our podcast is the soundtrack to your commute, if we bring laughs to an otherwise shitty day, show us some love for this concert and buy your tickets today to your girls tour on February 23rd. Tickets are literally the price of a movie and please know that this night will be a movie. Go to itsthereal.com right now, and let's make history together. Jeff, on the podcast today, we have Cameron McCullough, Henny Palooza. We talked about growing up in Harlem. talked about growing up in Buffalo. We talked about going to school in Buffalo and thinking that you're going to be a football player and then finding out, you want to know what? Dreams get crushed. That's right. We talked about how we launched Henny Palooza. He answers all your questions today. Great episode. When do you want to get into it? Right now. Yo, what up? It's Eric, aka Flat Tire, aka Stop Tripping. Yo, what up? It's Jeff, aka Facts Only, aka
1: Snapple Cap. Oh, this yeah. this is where you go. Then. Yeah. Yo, it's Cam. I I used to be Big Fact, now I'm just Facto Gigante. All right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is <laughs> waste time with
1: this for real
0: what's happening
1: fellas what's going on everything
0: is good thanks for coming through on a sunday thank
1: you for having me on a sunday oh it's Um, it's our pleasure you know it's the sabbath it is i'm glad to be here with my two favorite jews (laughs) yes
0: Yes. (laughs) so um wait isn't our sabbath is on saturday listen listen we are we're here like seven days (laughs) a week we're we're all about it like you really should have been here yesterday though yeah yeah yeah, (laughs) in in theory so so you you said you were gonna go to church today but you watched from home yes
1: um i hope hopefully my mom doesn't catch wind of this podcast is she a regular listener she? um she has listened to a few shows that i've been on yeah. um she listened to your tax on interview um the first one wow. she did i don't think she listened to the second one where there she was still
0: lets of... you hang out with your friends um
1: <laughs> so i kind of tricked my mom like, you know like those guys kind of just work for me yeah, right, right, <laughs> you know, right right i'm right. obligated to yeah. work for certain hours of the day but no she um my mom would be like Highly disappointed If she found out That I watched Church from home So But I did But that's better than like avoiding it at exactly. all costs. So yeah. exactly that's how you explain it to her exactly i'm like mom it's 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 like it's a stepping stone right you know? yeah. So I yeah i was tuned
0: in i was tuned in like Jesus. the pew was just at home <laughs>
1: exactly. i actually had a better view of the minister than the people sitting in the back of the that's church. like yeah that's like why go to the
0: to the football game exactly. when i have the best seat in the
1: house right in front of my tv exactly exactly.
0: You know? exactly so
1: what'd you learn from church today um couple things okay um so the first it was um am about like not Rushing to judgment and things of that nature, which is really ironic, considering the times that we're living yeah. oh my God. <laughs> but uh so um, it was about like not rushing to judgment, you know and like thinking things through, and kind of like within all of that being selfless which um which was dope, okay, mm-hmm. um, I think it was more a life lesson than a spiritual lesson, right, it, it was dope yeah um. You know, after that I went to the gym um to be more selfless. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, work it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, work, working <laughs> shed all this. Those t- <laughs> yeah. Working all this selfish shit off of me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um,
0: and here we are. Here we are. But the the most uh exciting thing outside of all of that mm-hmm. that's that sort of transpired recently is that you guys announced uh a whole bunch of dates Yes. to take Henny Palooza, yes. which is your baby. Yes, my child. Like to new cities that you'd never been to. Right. And out of the country, right. So, uh, real quick, yeah. Where are you going? You're going. I saw
1: Atlanta's on there. Um, we've got shit. Um, this is only Chicago. I Chicago. Saw, we've yeah. got Atlanta, yeah. Miami. Uh, Miami, Miami uh, this weekend actually. Uh, New Orleans for All Star. New Orleans. Chicago. We got Houston. Um, I, I have to like say them in order. Yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like an Excel spreadsheet in my head. <laughs> But um, then we've got L.A. again. Okay. Uh, this will be our fourth time in L.A., which is crazy, even considering. Uh, You're going to the Caribbean. Yes, we are going to St. Thomas. St. Yes. Thomas. So this is technically our second time in the Caribbean. We went to Bermuda Okay. Uh, two years ago, but that was, um, that was kind of as a part of someone else's weekend. Whereas this, we're going during Carnival in yeah. St. Thomas, but it's strictly Palooza, which... Um, quite frankly, I have no idea how that's going to turn out. Oh um, well,
0: you should talk to your minister about Saint Thomas. <laughs> yes, yeah, I,
1: I mean I'm sure he has an offshore fund there. so yeah. He probably knows a few things about the islands. that I don't. What is uh,
0: Saint Thomas the Saint of? Um, I don't know. I hope your mom doesn't listen to this podcast. I, yeah. I think he's the uh, Saint of Hedonism that's and right. Henny Palooza. Yeah. yeah,
1: I mean that—that's fair. Hennessy. Yeah, <laughs> you
0: know, the Saint of uh, Swag Surfing. Right. You know. Yeah. <laughs>
1: In the scene of overconsumption. Yeah. yeah. So, uh,
0: you know, Hennypalooza now, uh, yeah. f- a few years into this whole reign, yeah. is basically synonymous with the drink. Right. And, uh, you know, we'll get into, like, how the party started mm-hmm. and everything, mm-hmm. like, in, in a little bit. But was there ever a thought uh, of of changing it into something else? Like, you know, now you're synonymous with Hennessy. Right. Did you ever think, like, oh, we should have done this for, like, high-end cars? Yeah. Like, I wish that people would just bring me, like, high-end cars instead. Yeah, you know? I
1: mean – it's so funny, like, when you have a good idea and, you know, you get years into it and, you know, things start materializing, you think, wow, the idea wasn't really that good in the first place. <laughs> you are, you I are st- I stuck with this good idea. I could have done so much more with this good idea. But, um yeah, we thought about changing the name a thousand times. I mean, you know, for... For Loco Palooza. Said, Listen, I'd name it Bud Light Palooza if I could. But, you know, whoever's cutting the check. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a real, like, laid back, you know, yeah. watching football. It's a kickback, man. Every, yeah. Everybody's wearing, you know, an XL shirt. Yeah. You know, there's, um, there's stale tortilla chips. That's right. Like, you know, stale happening. tortilla chip Palooza. I'm, yeah. I'm with it. It's I'm a, with a bunch it. of 18-year-olds. I'm not mad. Legit. Yeah. legit. Just okay. Stop. So
0: where are you originally from?
1: Uh, I was born in Harlem. Where in Harlem? In Mount Sinai Hospital. Okay. And then my parents moved me and my sisters. I have two older sisters. Yeah. We moved to uh, Buffalo, New York, which is why I ended up at Buffalo State College. Well, how young were you when you moved? I was super young, so I want to say I was maybe four. So,
0: in in you know, yeah. What memories do you have of Harlem at that age?
1: Uh, crack. Okay, sure. Um, lots of crack in mm-hmm. the eighties. Um. A lot of abandoned buildings. Uh, the west side was kind of still up and coming. As yeah. Was in, you know, well, it was Eagles. undeveloped, yeah. Exactly. Undeveloped. That's a yeah. better word for it. And then uh, the east side was terrible. Yeah. Um, still is. Um, but that's where we lived. In and the, how much older are your sisters than you? My sisters are t- 3
0: and 5 years older than me. So okay. we were born
1: 1980, 82, 85.
0: And so your whole life really is is Buffalo mm-hmm. then, right? So you go up there and uh
1: what's growing up in Buffalo like? Um cold, <laughs> well, snow. <laughs> Besides the obvious cold, very snowy, yeah. um very interesting town. Uh you have there's So, it's like any other place in the world, it's sectioned. So, you have where... It's sectioned kind of between class. Buffalo is, like, really poor. Mm -hmm. But there is... um, Like, the middle class are essentially rich in in Buffalo. So, um, between that, you have... Um, this place called like North Buffalo, which is where if you want your kid to go to a good school, you live in North Buffalo and they have um, there's like Nichols High School, which is Christian Leitner's high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got like really good schools there. And then you've got the public schools. Um, I was kicked out of public school. Kicked out at a very young age. What did you do at a young age? Um, so I, I've always considered myself a visionary um, <laughs> since, since a very yeah, young age. Yeah. So I, um, I went <laughs> I was in the second grade. So at the time I was seven, seven, eight, no, eight, no, yeah. seven years old. Yeah. Like, yep. It's 1992, three years out of Harlem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> three years removed. And, yeah. um, so I, we were in class and you know, it's, it's public school. You say the pledge allegiance to the flag every morning, mm-hmm. you sing the national anthem and all that stuff, which is what we're going to be doing every day. Now that we are in Trump's America. Oh, exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. So, um, I, for whatever particular reason, decided that I wasn't going to say the pledge to the flag that day. Not even trying to be problematic, just more so being a dick to my teacher. Okay. But, um. That is know, problematic, I think, yeah, right? It yeah, it's very problematic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, In hindsight, very problematic. Being a dick to, yeah, yeah. But I sat, so I sat through the through the whole thing, and my teacher, like, it's this Italian guy, uh, Mr. Salvo, and he's, like, super, like, mad. He's, like, he's getting red in the face, and he's like, yo, man, like, what's your problem? I was like. Uh, I just didn't feel like standing. I feel like this is pretty redundant with like, you know, I'm seven years old saying redundant. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, we'll get to that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. But then, so I'm like, you know, it's like go to the office, right? Yeah, So I go to the office. I'm like, no big deal. Like I've been in the principal's office like four times already, which in the second grade could be problematic. (laughs) Right. 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 So I sit in there and, um, you know, the assistant principal, it's like really intense. And I'm like, oh, guys, it's just the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag. And it's like, oh, you're degrading America and blah, blah, blah. I'm seven years old. And I'm like, holy claro. shit, you were Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, legit. Legit. Yeah, at, yeah. at seven years old. So I was like, I'm going to call my mom. Like, my mom will understand. Like, yeah. So yeah. my mom comes to pick me up. Um, they suspend me for three days. And you got suspended in the second grade. Second grade. I was suspended for three days, Um, which was the best three days ever. <laughs> yeah. Because I didn't have to go to school. I, and the only problem is I had to eat, like, really really shitty lunch um because my sister was making it for me (laughs) before she left for school and so i was eating like um cold bologna sandwiches and um lettuce it's really terrible it's like a jail meal (laughs) (laughs) um i mean that's what happens when you disrespect the flag exactly so again it's just it's kind of foreshadowing for what um the america that we're living in now but yeah i was um i was a i was a really smart kid but i was a really bad kid
0: so they asked you not to come back
1: no, oh. I got to come back. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got to come back. They, they let me in. Um, they let me back into school. I finished out my second grade year. Third grade um, was really problematic because I hated my teacher. Yeah. Um, if I knew what the word was back then, I mean, she was racist mm-hmm. and um, I was probably top two in my class as far as academics so it was really hard to like justify suspending the super smart kid right like, it's like yeah it's no way he can be doing that he has a 98.9 average and she's like no he's just he's too smart for his own good he's always questioning authority blah. blah, blah, blah which i was but um he's trying to learn right exactly. yeah right. exactly in a public school go yeah. figure. yeah so um third Wait, what,
0: what was the racial like makeup of your of your class
1: um i'd say like were you the one black kid or were you no but i was i was one of few so i'd say if it was if it's a classroom of 30 kids or nine black kids Mm -hmm. nine black kids 10 10 maybe um 12 if we were in gym Mm -hmm. so um, your math was crazy yeah (laughs) yeah legit so um so that was fun and third grade was kind of a struggle i got suspended three times um for being problematic one time i like me and my boy were sliding down the railings, on, you know, like kids do on the stairs on our way to lunch. Yeah. And um, I ended up busting my head on the floor. Oh, God. And um, bleeding out. And I got suspended for... For, for sliding downstairs. Yeah. So it was like a double whammy. I got staples in my head, and I got four days off of school. And that was the first time, I think, that my mother was actually disappointed in me. <laughs> but how was the lunch... Oh, <laughs> um, you were spending, so, so I was really upset because it was goulash that day. Oh well, wow. you know we we had a system in school, um, where if it was goulash pasta or anything like that, my boy used to hold all the salt packets. So you had he was like kind of like the salt consul. So <laughs> to 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 what the kind salt. of system is this? Yo, listen, we were ahead of our time. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, sounds like a barter system. <laughs> we, we but were,
0: goulash is that because like. Buffalo is such a Polish town. Exactly. Like, yeah,
1: exactly. It's 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 heavily Polish, heavily Italian, mm-hmm. um, some Jew, and then black, mm-hmm. it's very black, and then like very very small section of Puerto Ricans. I grew up with a lot of Puerto Ricans too. So this guy was hoarding all the salt. He, he was, was he, hoarding all the salt, but he was my boy. Yeah, my boy. His name was Jerome. Shout out to Jerome. Shout out to Jerome. 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 Salt King. Yeah, yeah, the Salt King. Nickname. <laughs> nickname tank. You can imagine. Yeah, he was holding salt. Like, yeah, right. Yeah, right pretty right. big guy. But no, it was so. I um lunch was lunch was great that day they let me eat it in the office before they told me to go home and then um I finished out third grade uh and literally at the end of my third grade year they were like yeah he can't come back can't come back can't come back, can't come back. so my so mother where'd you go um <laughs> my mother being the you know problem solver that she is she found this school it was a christian school yeah mm-hmm. um you needed some god in your yeah life. <laughs> I, I, needed, I needed some god and um it was fourth grade, so I got there and I went from literally a thirty-person classroom to about a fifty-person school. Like they were only like they were like six kids per grade. Oh my god! Yeah, so real culture shock for me. No girls, um, uniforms.
0: Are we talking nuns? Or um, and- no, Christians. So okay. Uh, deaconesses. Okay. And um, we don't know. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. No, no like Deacon- <laughs> they're all the same, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. legit. <laughs> yeah. Like, they all look alike. We honestly, only know about St. Thomas. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So the name of the school was um, was St. John Christian academy mm-hmm. and it because they have to hammer at home yeah, like, it, hey. it, it, you're here to be a christian right yeah. Yeah. granted we wore bow ties but neither here nor there bow ties well, slacks shirt yeah, like a whole legit. I, yeah. I actually i have a picture i, I may may not show you <laughs> <laughs> but, um so i i get there and um i'm in fourth grade for maybe three days and um a fourth grade teacher is like this kid is way too advanced to be in the fourth grade we think we want to skip him a grade um, and my was like, no, wait it out, whatever, whatever. So I finished fourth grade, get to fifth, and fifth grade teacher's like, he absolutely does not belong in the fifth grade. We're, we're going to, with your permission, obviously, we're going to move him to sixth grade. Well, wh-
0: and what does that mean for like y-
1: your friends? Um, Do you so have to make new friends. I have you- to make new friends. Um, it, there it wasn't that hard because it was only like 20 kids. Right. But, um, and also
0: you're just like a really cool guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I get along with people. Yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> I, um,
1: I, uh, so I I always hung with older people growing mm-hmm. up anyway like well, know, how much sisters? older yeah, yeah, like, yeah. how like, much older like thirty no like, <laughs> yeah. you see, so if I was if I was ten mm-hmm. I was hanging out with a fourteen year old okay yeah and so like it my... wasn't
0: just like some guy who no was just... it wasn't uh, it wasn't Tony yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs>
1: it was you know it wasn't an Antoine that yeah. just got home from upstate you know it was in there. but in some cases it was
2: <laughs> but that was a little later in life <laughs>
1: right right shout right. out to Lackawanna same prison. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Right, huh? So, yeah it was um that I, I skipped the fifth grade and um, that's how I when I got to I started high school when I was 13 and I actually started college when I was 16 so what did, did you yeah. feel
0: advanced
1: I did I um I was a very arrogant kid okay so I like knew I was smarter than everybody else so I would like I'd badger people like oh my god you studied right like what a, what a loser! Yeah, <laughs> like, you were an asshole. Yeah, I was. I was. I was. I um was. You were. <laughs> yeah. Are you still going up to kids and
0: being like, "Oh, you studied"? No. I'm, now
1: I'm going up to my nephews like, "Man, you got to study, man." Yeah, yeah, on yeah, top yeah, of that yeah, shit, yeah, yeah. because I I hit the culture shock when I got to high school. Um, now you're the old guy that they hang out yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Like my my nephews think I'm like the coolest guy on the planet. Um, well, you don't tell them any different, right? No. Yeah. No, no. I, I just let I them check my Instagram. how <laughs> <man. Yeah. laughs> yeah, watched you are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Right, exactly. Like, oh my god, how many pictures are you gonna take in a turtleneck?
0: <laughs> so you go through you go through middle school, high school, is it all the same school?
1: Uh no. So the middle school so my I spent essentially fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade in the Christian school and then uh my mom decided we should give this public school thing a try again because she was tired of paying tuition. Came back. Yeah. And so now I'm back in a, but I'm in like the number one public school in uh, the western New York area. And um, football, basketball program, uh, very high academics. I mean, it was a, it was a technical high school, okay. so I went there to be an architectural engineer. Whoa! Because my mother is an electrical engineer.
0: What are you like as a kid? Are you breaking stuff down? Do you have that like um, aptitude? I'm.
1: I was very numbers guy. Like I was a, I was a math guy from 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 my youth, and so to me, like I felt like if I could break something down in a numerical way, it would always make sense. Like to mm-hmm. me, numbers always made sense. Like history didn't make a lot of sense to me because I felt like it was someone telling a story, you know. Science definitely made no sense to me because like, this is all fucking theory. Mm-hmm. Math two plus two is equal four since I was a child, you know. Yeah. Theories change and things of that nature, but I felt like math just always made sense. So for me, I was always able to kind of look at numbers a little differently. And um, naturally, that was what every other kid struggled with. So right. if you if you were good at math, you were just considered smart off the top. Like, yeah. If you couldn't write a sentence, it's cool. Like yeah. this kid knows equations. So <laughs> that was. That was me, um, essentially, my entire youth. So they were like, naturally, you should be an engineer. And I'm like, yeah, totally, like, angles, all that shit. And you were like, used to not seeing any girls. So like, <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like, you know, like, like, what's another, like, 30 years without a, without a woman in my life? Like, I got scales. What are you talking <laughs> about? Like, so that was, um, that was very interesting. And um, I, I liked it in high school a mm-hmm. lot. Um, because you know It was hands on We got to build shit and, Like I built a hotel It was like a project It was really dope What do you mean You built a hotel Well it was like, like A CAD a system size. And all so that yeah, yeah, yeah exactly uh-huh. Exactly So um, when we I think my junior year um, And I was a, I was a football player um, Pretty good What what position I did you play? I played safety and running back Okay And um, what I What number were you? I had I wore two numbers in high school. I wore number twenty six and I wore number thirty one. Did they, you loved math so much? Did they, yeah.
0: <laughs> did they give you those
1: numbers? Yeah. Or, it, yeah. It, like my coach was a dick. So <laughs> like, um, we all were like, "Yo, you know, it's it's like we were pre- we a pretty good team. We we won the um." The city championship Who were you guys? The year, uh, the Hutch Tech Engineers. The Hutch. Well. Oh well, yeah. yep. <laughs> go figure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The so, Hutch Tech Engineers. Yeah. So it was like a bunch of um, a bunch of mathematician kids.
0: Well, who, like, the, who did you put up any numbers? <laughs> 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 Who was the rival high school?
1: Uh, the rival high school for us. It, well, it was it was different in two sports. So in basketball, it was a high school called traditional high school, and they just would kick our ass every year. But we were always the second best team, but like by a lot. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. they, they had yeah. like, for instance, they had uh, kids. Who they have at that time? That By the way,
0: know, if they if they were smart, they would have been like kicking ass as a tradition. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I mean, kid, kids weren't that advanced. Public school. Right. <laughs> the, Eric, but, you should go work on that high
1: school's brand. Yeah, yeah I will, I will. There's money in that. <laughs> yeah. So there was a traditional high school in basketball, and in football, our rival was uh, McKinley, McKinley, obviously named after William McKinley, the sure. president, from- who died in a. He was assassinated. Yeah. 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 Um, so they had a high school McKinley. named McKinley, mm-hmm. uh, a high school named Grover, Cleveland. Yeah. So, So, um, you know. Because they come back to us. So, exactly.
0: did you have uh, pep rallies? Like, yeah, we had all that shit. Every Friday night? Um, like, pep every, rallies? Or? Every Friday. Um, or did, like, the marching band walk through school or whatever? Or? No, we didn't have
1: a marching band. Um, we were engineers. Did you have a pep band? We, we had a pep band. Okay. Um, so we had, like, these two really fat guys who played drums exceptionally well. Tank? <laughs> uh, tank. No, no. Tank, tank didn't make it to Hutch Tech. <laughs> 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 I, I, Actually, I don't think take me to high school. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, we would have like pep rallies, cheerleaders, and all that shit, and um, they would let a DJ in occasionally. Oh, cool. It'd be really dope. It was yeah. it was a big it was a big school, so. Um we get like really psyched out for these games and my, my sophomore year, my first year of actually playing football, we were really bad. Oh. And um, you know, I didn't play at all. So, you know, I, I looked great every Saturday. Look, that's that's all that matters. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, I look great. My, my parents got great photo ops. Like <laughs> yeah. as I started playing the pictures, you know, kind of subsided because my father was screaming all the time. Yeah. Like my dad was totally that He was bad. he was into it. Yeah like my my dad was living vicariously through me because my dad played college basketball. Oh whoa. And then um, that's a different sport. Yeah, <laughs> it is, but it's still sports. So it's like sure. And he figured I was probably a little more fit and a little more athletically ready to like take that kind of punishment. So it's like, football is it? And I'm like, word.
0: Did football give you any structure, by the way? Ah, uh, yes, it did. Football. Um, Even though your
1: coach was a dick. He was a dick, but football actually taught me um, a lot about, like, organization, a lot about trust, a lot about team and all that stuff. That's actually where I kind of fostered a lot of my, my thinking patterns now as far as that goes. It was just, like, team, like, everything. Everyone has a role, right. essentially, in all that stuff. And, like, you know, don't try to do too much, essentially. Just do your job and everything mm-hmm. will be fine. Mm-hmm. So um, football did give me that and basketball to an extent, which was really humbling because I never played in basketball. I made, I made all the teams, but, I, um, yeah, that was, was bad um
0: well wait, hold on. So you say your coach is a dick. Yeah. But you also say that you don't trust history because you can just make it up and it's just one person's story. Yeah. So the question is Was my coach a dick? Yeah, was your coach <laughs> a dick? Or <laughs> are you is this revisionist, revisionist history? history
1: right. I think um I think if you polled our team because we, we were we were the only team in the earl in the from two thousand to like two thousand and I think like fourteen mm-hmm. to actually win a championship. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a pretty diverse team. Like, I was a captain. There was this uh, really mucky Italian guy named Luis Morero, who mm. was a captain, smelled the entire season, mm-hmm. on and off the field, <laughs> And um, we had a really diverse team of guys, and, like, no one liked the coach. Like, he was... Um, we loved our defensive coach, and, like, guys would run through a wall for him, but yeah. our our head coach was just, like,
0: So dick. it's not even one of those things where you look back and it's like, oh, I get why he's yeah, a dick. no. He's just, just was a dick. Like, was like he was
1: just a dick. It was still, like, he was a dick. And so like, I understood certain methodology and things, but... Overall, it's like, oh, he's, he's an asshole. Like, and I get yeah, it. Like, there there are just people who are assholes in the right. they Yeah, you're talking to, to two of them right yeah. now. Yeah, no, 100%. 100%. Yeah. 100%. So, uh, you, you
0: get to the end of your high school career. Mm-hmm. You have this engineering focus. Mm-hmm. Are you like,
1: the rest of my life is going to be engineering? Um, I was actually, like, on the fence about engineering at that time because I felt like I'm. I was starting to look into, like, salaries that engineers make, I was like, which was obviously appealing, but I'm like, that's a lot of fucking work. Yeah. So I was like, ah, maybe this football thing can be something. Oh. So I, I had a couple of scholarship offers, a couple of Division one offers, and uh, my mom was handling all of my paperwork at the time. So major was, like, in the back of my mind. Football program was in the front of my mind. So um, an offer from Syracuse, Whoa, hey. uh, West Virginia. Central Whoa, Michigan. hey <laughs> Central Michigan uh, A couple other schools No no real sexy D1 programs Like Miami wasn't knocking at my door But I had some Wait, offers the, uh West Virginia was good They were good at that They were just getting good at that time Gotcha Did you make
0: like visits to each campus? Did you consider anyone um, seriously? I visited Syracuse As you should have Because um, it was close by
1: Yeah, it was two hours <laughs>
0: yeah. um, Hit great. I-90 and
1: go exactly. East Exactly yeah. I'm very familiar with uh, Nottingham Road and yeah. all that stuff. Salt there. City <laughs> Exactly Exactly. Yeah, and Tank went there. I know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually where Tank ended up. Is it really? No, no nah. I, I went to SUNY Oneonta. But, <laughs> Stony but so, so, but you yeah. rea- you saw this as a realistic
0: possibility. Yeah,
1: so I'm like, you know, um, if if I work hard enough, and I was much more interested in working hard in sports than in the classroom. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, if I work hard enough, you know, I'll be, um, I'll make it or whatever. So, um... Long story short Yeah when did your spirit Get crushed (laughs) uh, My paperwork Got fucked up Ah Thanks mom (laughs) Legit So I didn't speak to my mom For like a summer Oh my god (laughs) And I actually spent I actually spent Half of that summer here With my uncle Kind of like Getting ready and yeah, I'm going to go to D1 school. Like your, like your uncle lives around here still? Yeah, I I still have a ton of family that lives in the city. So, Mm -hmm. um, and I was, I was, as a kid, I would spend summertime here. So I never really lost touch with what New York was, but, um, then my, uh, so my mom was basically like, she jacked up my paperwork. So, um, it was maybe it was around my birthday, which is um, late July, mm-hmm. and you know I'm under the impression I'm going to school, so I'm like, oh, what do I pack? You know, how many pairs of sneakers do I take? Like, what do kids in college normally dress like? All that shit. The important like stuff. Trash. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I-, I wish I had known that. <laughs> wasted so uh, many bow ties, slacks. And yeah, yeah exactly. yeah sweats. Yeah. No, 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 so, um, <laughs> so then she she messes up my paperwork. Um, I hate saying that because it's my mom, but messes up my paperwork and. I go on this downward spiral and up at Buffalo State <laughs> playing so, football and studying architecture. So you get there. You're playing football. Yep. I'm playing football and uh, skipping class. Okay. And, um, <laughs> That's what you go to school for, yeah, well, right? Well, it's yeah. college. <laughs> well, same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I, I get there and it's like a culture shock to me because I think I'm walking into this school that literally I went to high school blocks down from so yeah it can't be that much different completely different um every single person i met was from brooklyn um within my summer like orientation yeah. and stuff every like every kid on the football team was from brooklyn they all played for canarsie high school <laughs> but, yeah so i'm like i'm playing football i'm doing like all the college shit um drinking on tuesdays and right. things of that nature and it was fun and it was so fun that i stopped going to class altogether my freshman year and um at that point i didn't know the consequence of like
0: Well, isn't there uh, uh, an advisor or somebody to be like – you are a student-athlete. Yes. You're supposed to do uh, athletics. And, 100%. And, but 100%. if we've learned anything from Education. this podcast so far, Cam has a problem with authority. <laughs> yes. so even yeah, if I, somebody was coming that, through. That's the consistent thing. <laughs> it's worked out for me later in <laughs> life. <laughs> but, but that was the consistent thing. Like, right, 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 um, right. I'll get to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And so uh, luckily um, at the time, I did just enough to um, maintain the GPA to stay on the team, which was the only thing that really mattered to me. And so like a light 2-3? Uh, yeah. Li- <laughs> literally like a 2-3-1. Yeah. A yeah, 2-3-1. Yeah. <laughs> like a 2-3-1. Like and my coach is like, all right. <laughs> so um, so then uh, my sophomore year comes, and uh, we're in our, our third game of the season. And um, I'm returning a punt. And I tear my MCL. Oh. Uh, punt return. And um, what did you do? Um, to tear it? Yeah. I just I just planted it wrong. So oh. I, as I'm like going to catch the ball like i knew it was i knew it was done as soon as i caught the ball and i fell oh no and it was over i thought it was my acl um i went to uh the specialist and I'm like yeah it's your mcl um you know rehab is six to eight months and i'm like oh, that blows yeah and but I'm, that requires the surgery yeah, yeah. surgery mm-hmm. and then and then our rehab physical therapy all that good stuff so i did the surgery um started physical therapy you're on crutches for i'm on crutches for two months Okay, which was longer than you're supposed to be. But I was on crutches for two months because it didn't heal properly. Oh. So so um, pretty devastating. As in, I was and I was only eighteen because I was I was I was seventeen yeah. in my freshman year. So I was only eighteen. Um, I had a girlfriend at the time. And so it was like really stressful on her between I bet. like you know cooking, you know fried chicken and rice meals at night, going to class, and then taking care of her crippled boyfriend.
0: Well, did you abuse the uh, the privilege? Hundred percent.
1: Yeah. Did you like <laughs> ring a bell or something? Uh, no, no, no. no, no. Uh, I wasn't full form asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I would I would literally just be like, you know, um, oh my god, this hurts so much. And yeah. Like, She's like, oh, what do you need? I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> some grape juice would be nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Grape juice heals knees. Yeah, that's, <laughs> listen, we all know science. None right. of us, here. none of us are doctors here. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> right, so, but well,
0: but in that moment, did you think, or actually through those eight months, did you think like everything that that the majority of my life has mm-hmm. been focused on mm-hmm. was just one like you know
1: planted cleat? Yeah and and gone 100%. That was my first time really um dealing with my world crashing oh my all God. at once and and you're so young. Yeah, I'm 18 and like I, I you don't realize how fragile your mindset is as because you know you think you got it all figured out. You think you're this super smart ambitious I can do whatever the fuck I want kid and then you realize that you know you don't control much
0: by the way if you look back at your 18 year old self now Mm -hmm. like wouldn't you be like you're an idiot like you absolutely you have no uh eric he
1: skipped two grades (laughs) (laughs) no I, i absolutely would i um i think the 18 year old version of me was um was really brash um Really, really quick temper, which um, you know, I actually went to therapy for. We can talk about that too. But um, really quick temper. Thought I knew it all. Um, questioned everything, but questioned everything kind of in a very disrespectful way. And um, yeah, I think that that was my first real introduction to the real Because through then, I mean, being even suspensions and all, I, I coasted through life. Like everything, like I didn't study in high school. I ended up with like a 93 average. Like I was an A student my whole life, not doing anything. So it was like, this was the first time of like, I'd say real adverse, real personal adversity for myself. And um, I think that that was kind of the start of me kind of transforming and like sports was done. And well, so what, what then? So that was a very interesting year for me. This is actually 2003, mm-hmm. 2003, 2004. So um, I'm rehabbing just to be able to walk again like a normal human being. And not because I, 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 I essentially like three months. I was like, I'm not playing football ever again. Is
0: one leg uh, like a lot bigger than the other? Yes.
1: So it is my right leg um and it's it's so the knee it's still like it's still swollen well not swollen it's inflamed i guess at this point because it's, it, it's still like this and um it you can see the scars on it it's really ugly um but it's a constant reminder i think for me it's kind of almost like a timestamp mm-hmm. of like when things started to change for can me. you tell when the weather's going to change are you like um, well, oh, storm's coming yes <laughs> i i can like i i literally predicted um right after inauguration, that there would be no sun for seven days. Oh, uh, well... Th- <laughs> listen, that was more political sort yeah, of... It was, yeah, it was, it, was, it was in tune, body and mind. <laughs> but no... Does your time. knee hurt regardless? Um, there's some days it doesn't. Um, hmm. There's there's some days where I can, like, jump and run and, like, you know, get up from a couch without having I mean, to dig down. And, Man. Yeah, it, it's, it's it's crazy. So, yeah. so what's your
0: mindset like then?
1: Then it's, um it's kind of like back to the drawing board like what what am I going to do with my life essentially like I'm in college so I have a means for something but like what am I going to do with my life and uh, I met this guy uh, his name was Ray and he used to throw parties uh, he had a group called Fast Life Entertainment uh, and this is actually how I met Della yep my best shout friend shout Della um. Yeah, our cool. best friend. Yeah, everyone's best friend. Yeah. I feel like these days he's so fucking positive. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> but he went to UV, right? Yeah, he went to University yeah. of Buffalo. So um, we which was ten minutes from us. Right. So um, I met Dell actually like passing out flyers in our student union. So um, Ray has this group, and he's like, "Yo, you know, we're looking for guys at Buff State to like help us out with like promotion whatever, whatever." I'm like, yeah, whatever. It's like, it's an easy way to talk to girls. Like, yeah, I'll do it. So I'm like sliding flyers under dorm rooms, like meeting chicks in the lobby, talking about the party that I. What wow. kind of Do,
0: Had you had you been to any of these parties?
1: Um, yes, he, at that time they were throwing the premier parties. So what what's it like? Um, surprisingly, for Buffalo, it's turned up. But it's, like in a is it a house? Party so or? some of them are some of them are like house parties. Some of them are clubs because mm-hmm. um, at that time Buffalo had a lot of clubs. So it was we like nightclubs downtown. Or uh, nightclubs in like Niagara Falls, and he would throw like the biggest parties. So like first party of the year, last party of the year, uh, the fashion show after party, the concert after party, and like he had that on smash. So it's like okay, like if I'm gonna work with or for someone, I might as well learn from who's doing it at a high level. So um, I learned under him and another guy named uh, named Bart Williams. He actually taught me the business side of parties, which I'm forever grateful to him for. Uh, I was running a, a club door at the age of nineteen and had no idea what I was doing. Like, how was, old did they think you were? Um, they thought I was probably twenty-one. But the funny thing, the guy in Bart was like the GM of the spot. So he's like, yeah, I need a doorman." I was like, well, "What does it pay?" He was like, 100 bucks a night." I was like, yeah. So cool. what are you doing? You're so choosing I'm literally, who comes in? I'm choosing who comes in. Um, I'm, t- I'm, I'm enforcing the dress code. Mm-hmm. Quote, unquote. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like I'm enforcing, which, I mean, in Buffalo, how liberal can you be with a right. dress code? Um, yeah, uh, no, no boots. No yeah. bottoms. Yeah. N- yeah. No car heart. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> grown and sexy, and right. I'm a 19-year-old right. who knows what grown and sexy right, is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, bodycon dresses. And yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, no camo. Yeah. No, no, no yeah. camo. Yeah. No camo. No guns today.
1: So I was doing that, and it kind of just taught me... How a, how a club works and how parties work, um, at a very young age. So I, it piqued my interest and I'm like, you know, I, I, I can take a crack at this party thing. I know enough people. i I think I can throw a house party at least. So I threw my very first house party when I was 20. Okay. Yeah. At your house. Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> at my, at my fraternity brother's house. He, um, he was a grown man with like multiple properties. So we're like, yo, you're not using this house yet. So like, no, it's, it's a house party. <laughs> so we threw a house party. It's full of uh jungle juice and, uh, regrets. Yeah, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> and, um, that's what's on the flyer. Right? Yeah. yeah. Le- legit, legit. And, um, I that, that was my first party I well
0: was, okay uh, how was it successful it was great Any um break <laughs> uh,
1: everything broke <laughs> was, uh, tables yeah. windows oh, um, but it was like it was one of those house parties of like college legend like mm-hmm. oh my god like you had to be there kind of thing um, and do people
0: then say like oh that was Cam's party yeah
1: so that was the very fr- so at that time um wow this is really deep in my past <laughs> um, I was called Kappa Cam because I was a member of Cap uh, Alpha Cypher still am so it wasn't mm-hmm. just a clever name yeah <laughs> no it, no, I, I didn't come up with that on my own I was kind of just dubbed that yeah. <laughs> I was like yeah you're Kappa Cam and my name subsequently begins with a K so yeah. it was cool it was great alliteration yeah. so, cool with a K so, yeah. yeah exactly you, that's where that comes from by yeah. the way <laughs> so, um, so yeah they like yo, this, is, this party was super dope Cam did it So, and this was around the time when Facebook was like the hottest shit yeah. on the planet and you had to actually be in college to have a facebook account which i think they should still have today (laughs) but you know so we um we started out that's when me and Della decided, like, yo, instead of doing all this hand-to-hand promotion, why don't we attack it two different ways? Like, why don't we do the internet where everyone's going? Everyone's on Facebook literally just talking shit on each other's walls. Like, yo, mm-hmm. why don't we post the party information there? That way we know they see it and they read it as opposed to if we give someone a flyer and rip it up, throw it away. Right. Like, mm-hmm. So, um, So that's kind of where social media promotion started. So us. I have a question about that. Mm-hmm. With... With Facebook, mm-hmm.
0: are you sending an, an invite to people, um, like an event invite? Yeah, it's,
1: it was twofold. So we would send an invite to all our friends to the party. Um, they'd confirm yes, no, whatever. And then we would just post on the wall. So we have like the party language on the wall, yeah. um, location, uh, bus pickup schedule, DJ lineup cover, and all that stuff. And we it on people's walls. And then people would copy and paste and post it on other people's walls. And like we built out an actual promotion team. And- so then, how seriously did you take the RSVPs? Um, I.
0: I took you would show up at people's houses and be like, "I'm coming to pick you up." No, right. I wasn't that guy. Well, no, because, I, because, collecting people. Because I wouldn't take it like necessarily as you RSVP. Right. Yes, you're definitely coming. Right.
1: I wouldn't. I would. I've never done that. Yeah. I've always like it's like because I I say yeah, I'm coming somewhere all the time and, like, with <laughs> no intention of showing. Yeah, no, up I'm, I'm shocked that you came here today. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so like I, I um, I would look at it and let's say like it's it's a normal good party. There's like a thousand kids, so we we'd have over three thousand. Yes, we're comings, and you know a third of those people show up. That's at really times. Yeah. So, so we would, we, it would get us excited. Yes, like oh my god, people are actually interested, or people are people are having conversation on the wall mm-hmm. and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So that that was kind of a better way to gauge who was really coming like Mm -hmm. oh girls would like tag their friends are you going to this and stuff so that that was um that was kind of how we kept track of it and how'd you find like the big DJ to come
0: play your party
1: um I started so a lot was cold calling for me and then um like the funny the funniest cold call I think I ever had was with uh Mr. C Mm mhm and this was in like 2005 Okay, and you know Mr. C was still is a huge deal and like I'm like yo I want Mr. C for my party and in Buffalo in <laughs> Buffalo right and he's like um yeah man what's the budget and I'm like huh <laughs> <laughs> that was the first time I ever heard that in my life I'm like uh what do you mean like our budget and he's <laughs> like yeah like how much can you pay me and I was like uh I was like, and at that point I, I had no idea how to negotiate at all so I was like um we usually pay like 500. say said, like, yeah, I'll call you back. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, okay. I was like, so I, I went to Della and I'm like, what's a reasonable price? And he was like, Ugh. it's like, C's rough. And then so, but Della had relationships through the heavy hitters, through DJ enough. Mm-hmm. um, even by that point, yeah, like because Della was kind of like their college rep and like mm-hmm. their ambassador for heavy hitters. So like DJNF Cash One, uh, C uh, Low, L Bugs, all he those like, guys.
0: Like, why did you cold call when I could do exactly. it myself?
1: Exactly. So i so, this to
0: start with, Mr. C,
1: who is like, yeah, aimlessly. yeah. At yeah. that point, the top of yeah. the of the club <laughs> DJ food chain, and I'm yeah. just like, yeah, that's the guy I want. And he's <laughs> like, and he's like, yeah, five hundred bucks. Yeah, I'll call you back. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, so. No lesson learned.
0: I don't um, think he could get from uh, the city
1: to Buffalo on 500. No, right. no yeah, no, gas is no, expensive. No, yeah. no, legit. And yeah. so, and I didn't even know. I, I wasn't even thinking like, oh, plane tickets, hotels, yeah. things of that. And like, I'm 20 years old. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah, all right, cool. So, um, Mr. C. We eventually got Mr. C, but that was years later, mm-hmm. and it was way more than $500. Yeah. It was $550. Yeah, 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 it was way more than $500. Great negotiation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I got him down. <laughs> so I got him down.
0: Well, right. So who were who some of the guys you did get?
1: Uh, so we got DJ Envy. Ooh. Uh, I had a party with Cas1. That's um, awesome.
0: Cas1's going to be coming out with the podcast. What yeah. were your
1: thoughts on DJ Envy when you had him? Uh, he was good. Um, at that time, I felt like DJ Envy... Uh, was one of the best, if not the best, guy on the radio at the time. And um, I was obviously a fan of all of his mixtapes and things like that, nature, which Della used to sell out of his Dodge Neon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I, I thought Envy was cool. Envy was super chill. like He was just like, Yo, I'm happy to be here. Like, whatever, whatever. did his set, got his money. And left and I, I just thought, like, I always thought of Envy as a professional. Mm-hmm. Like, most of the guys we've been fortunate to deal with over the years have just been super professional guys. And, like, you know, some take to you more than others, some like you you, you keep relationships with. But for the most part, all those guys, um, I don't really have a bad story That's about cool. a DJ, I don't think. Well, then why are you here? <laughs> I, I might give me, give me some time to think, I gotta think through the years, mix them up. So, <laughs> yeah. so,
0: so your parties get popping, yes. And- you then are known on campus as the guy. right.
1: I am the party guy. Which do people try
0: to team up with you?
1: Yes, um, I did a like, back then. I did a bunch of like collab parties with like it'd be the Fashion Students Institute or the um, or the what you call like the African kids. Well, is, um,
0: is the school coming to you? Or the school is like, coming to let's me too. Do homecoming. Right,
1: the school is coming to me too. And literally, like I thought, I kind of felt like that's when I made it when like the Student Union Board was like, "Yo, so what do you have going on this weekend?" I'm like, uh, nothing. <laughs> I can make some shit up, yeah. like, you know we're we're gonna do, we're doing the big homecoming bash, and yeah like, homecoming ain't a big deal at Buff State, but still it was like something that they put money behind. And that's when I smartened up and realized <laughs> that I could get somebody else to pay for these things, yeah, and yeah. um yeah that's
0: because to that point it's all out of your pocket Yeah, it's all
1: out of my pocket which was a very small pocket at the time five hundred dollars <laughs> yeah, yeah right, well, right. like I, I was working um you know i was working a part-time job i was um working dietary in a hospital so i was like putting the slop on the trays wow which was dope
0: uh, it was all like bologna and lettuce <laughs> Legit. Yeah. B- bologna lettuce um
1: cold mashed potatoes <laughs> yep. you know oatmeal for breakfast every day um but no that was like my part-time job i was making like 11 bucks an hour. So I had some money for a college kid, but it was like, yo, I'm going to invest $1,500 into this party and hopefully I'll make three grand. Right. And where I was like, Oh, if we get somebody else to pay, I can still make three grand. And that's kind of where my ideas for throwing parties kind of evolved. Well, when did you start drinking? When did I start drinking? Um, 21 years old obviously right, yeah, legal yeah age, two Absolutely. years you know ahead of time so you're <laughs> yeah. 19 yeah, yeah. yeah. no I, I i had my first sip of alcohol when i was 12 years old whoa um my yeah. co- pretty cool kid yeah i, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't want to brag it was georgie <laughs> <laughs> but, um now my my cousins here they used to throw um new year's parties mm. in, in um, an apartment in harlem so i would always come down for new year's eve and do it here and um my cousin had like this crazy new year's eve party these guys are like 19 20 years old and um, everybody's like smoking weed and everyone's dancing i'm like this is really bugged out i'm 12 years old and i have no fucking clue what i'm doing here and i smell like cigarettes (laughs) so um we were he's like yeah you want to drink i'm like drink what like (laughs) i at up until that point i thought drinking was like the communion wine yeah yeah so i'm like no 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 it's it's vodka i'm like sure i'll have some (laughs) and um, they give me a shot and uh, i asked my cousin I'm like, i have to drink the whole thing <laughs> he's like yeah <laughs> like the whole thing i was like okay so i shoot it i'm like wow that's like the strongest medicine i've ever had right like it's like it's like buckley's on steroids <laughs> and he's like yeah it's alcohol so i was like am i drunk <laughs> <laughs> He's like, ah, probably and then you know i was like super loopy the rest of the night And i was like yeah i'm totally good on that alcohol shit and then i got to college right and um Wait, so you didn't drink in high school? No, I didn't drink in high school. I thought kids who drunk in high school were losers. I thought kids who smoked cigarettes in high school were losers. I, I was like this peak douche athlete guy. I like, don't you know, put that stuff in my body. Right, your your body is a temple. Yeah, my yeah. body is a temple.
0: Still is. <laughs> but then when, <laughs> your body got, when your body got wrecked, then yeah, no, yeah. Well, <laughs> once, once I realized yeah. got wrecked. Right, yeah. right.
1: Once the temple came crashing, yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, fuck it, man.
0: So, uh, are you like? my life goes somewhere else outside of Buffalo yeah here. of course I mean you
1: weren't like I'm going home no, and for me it was always like I had always picked like from the time I would always be here and spend like my, my like my life is meant to be lived in New York City Yeah. and um, the sooner I can get back there the better and um, so I left I was done with school in 2008 mm-hmm. and um, I got a job through a friend i actually started working for jp morgan mm-hmm. um in the spring of 2009 numbers yeah literally numbers Mid- mm-hmm. middle desk trade support stuff then uh banking and uh, i was there for two years and at that point you could not have told me that i didn't make it i was wearing a suit to work every day um i had a long trench coat i had a briefcase where you live in i'm living in Harlem. Okay. i am on Hundred and forty second and Linux at the time. Okay. So I'm right in between Cam's block and Vado's block. Yeah. And so I knew all those guys. Yeah. Clips, Vado, all the MH guys, great guys. Um, Mills, all those guys. So your I'm, best Vado impression uh, for the people. <laughs> 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 you know, Vado's really quiet. Yeah. yeah like yeah. and you know, in person he's really like, super chill. He's a like, he's um he's a jokester though. Yeah. He's a funny dude. He's cool though. I met um um, I met him the same time that I met Charlie Clips, actually, mm-hmm. um, who's a super funny guy. Um, I mean, as a battle rapper, you sort of have to be. Yeah, you, yeah, have, yeah, to yeah. Be, you yeah. have to be, You have to be entertained. So uh,
0: every morning, what time are you waking up?
1: Uh, I'm up at 7 o'clock right. every morning. I'm hopping in uh, my dirty shower. Okay. Um, I'm getting dressed. I'm putting on my nice blue Chase shirt, um, the assortment of ties from Land's End that they give you. <laughs> uh, you know, if, if I'm really feeling myself, I'm getting my shoe shined on the way out of the Whoa. 50th and Broadway um station but, the 1 train Yeah oh
0: you're taking the 1 then Yeah I I would take I would you take the 3 it.
1: yeah I take the 3 um down to you guys' block yeah. and then I take the 1 to uh, 50th and, I
0: was... and like how many folks are dressed up as nice as you uh that early in... uh, where I started Yeah, 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 oh. yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow It's baddo yeah, it's such motto, a, like, yeah. a low key burn <laughs>
1: No, as I'm, it, it's funny. As I'm walking from one forty-second to one forty-fifth, it's just like it's a ghost town. Mm-hmm. It's it's the morning time in yeah. Harlem, like yeah. you know. And uh, folks are just looking at me like, oh, this guy's somebody. You yeah, know? he's a, he's a lawyer. Or and you, know, you believe that you were like, yeah, I am did. Of course, like, I'm somebody. I, yeah. have, I have a polo trench coat. Yeah. Like, so I'm walking. Uh, I Or walk... was it USPA? No, it was polo. It was polo. Okay. No, um, no USPA. I, that that wasn't allowed. You know, my, my my dad had some rules. <laughs> so he had some rules. Um, but uh, so I go like to the 145th Street station. And, you know, they're just, they'd be kids, obviously, a bunch of kids, um, cursing up a storm Mm -hmm. at seven in the morning. And then, uh, you know, older ladies going to work wherever they're going to work. And then, you know, just people riding the train. So yeah. as I got closer to 96th Street, you know, everyone looked like me. And then I, I would always get on the train with this one guy. Um, no idea where he worked. He might have worked for um, U, UBS or something like that. You got the same schedule. Yeah, same schedule. See him every day. He missed the train. I missed the train. It was like, <laughs> it was total coincidence. Yeah, right. But no, he, um, but he was always this well-put-together guy. And I was like, you know, like, is that going to be me in 20 years, like, doing the same shit? And I'm like, uh sounds cool but i don't really think i want to be this mm-hmm. forever so um i worked in worked in chase for two years and uh i left <laughs> are you and della still close yeah at yeah at this point uh me and della are close he's working at vh1 mm-hmm. at the time um so della's kind of that's actually a great Della's actually introducing me to this scene at that point, which I had no idea this world even existed, <laughs> um, where you know shit was free and you guys expected all this shit to be free and it was okay. And like, yeah,
0: we didn't pay you five hundred dollars
1: to come here. Today. No, no, I didn't. I didn't know. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I'm at this point. I'm used to paying for everything unless I know the bouncer or I know you know. Some, right. All. So I'm like, he's introducing me to this world of you know in- industry, if yeah, you right. will. Yeah. And so, you know, I think at the time, it, like everyone else who was first introduced to, it, oh, this is really cool. Like you guys get to do all these dope events. It's during the week. Like you get to network. I was like, this is this is very cool. I don't see me wanting to be a part of this, but this is really dope. And um, so he would take me to like these VH1 parties, like Hip Hop Honors stuff yeah, like yeah. that. So um, I got to like meet a, a ton of people, and I actually that's where I met Low Key mm-hmm. in uh, 2009. What a bummer! Oh my god, <laughs> um, yeah, I kind of wish that day never happened. <laughs> <laughs> I've been responsible for him ever <laughs> since. But no, it was it was really dope. I met Low Key at um at a birthday party, oddly enough. Um, and his hair was still fucked up. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. Here we go. Low, yeah. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. But um. <laughs> But yeah, Della introduced me. I I, I I always say that about Della. He introduced me to a ton of people. Um, he essentially introduced me to this world as his as his friend, and um, it, it it just gave it a lot of credibility to like the folks I was meeting because everyone loves Della. So. And oh my, and he knows everybody. Yeah, he knows literally everyone.
0: So what do you what are you doing on weekends? What are you doing on Friday nights? Uh
1: On weekends, are you
0: hanging out with your J.P. Morgan?
1: Like no, tomorrow? um, yeah I, <laughs> I i I tried that a yeah. couple of times because my mom would like when i got the job she's like you know work-life balance you know be cool with your co-workers but you know don't be too cool with your coworkers and all that stuff. So i'm like mm-hmm. yeah yeah mom whatever like <laughs> i was like i don't hang with these guys but we, we'd go out for like drinks occasionally that's where i discovered happy hour mm-hmm. and <laughs> i'm like oh this is pretty cool and we would like, go out hang out but you know these guys lived in long island jersey and i lived in harlem so i'm hopping on the you know hopping on the a train they're yep. hopping on the you know the long island railroad or whatever the case may be so weekends i'm hanging with my friends um in the hood um we're chilling usually brunch somewhere uptown um i spent a lot of time in dykeman mm-hmm. um a oh, great place um <laughs> you know a lot of sites yeah a lot of So i'm spending my week but well, I'm, I'm doing the regular party shit man i'm hitting m2 i'm hitting pink elephant i'm hitting Home, right. so you really were questions. a J.P. Morgan douchebag. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Minus the Coke. Yeah. I, like, <laughs> I couldn't afford that. <laughs> I was only making fifty you, grand. Right. You just dress like you could, right. <laughs> right? Someone might invite me, yeah. to, to the Coke table. But you
0: haven't thrown a party at that point in a couple. years? Here, no, I hadn't right. thrown
1: a party here. I, I was throwing parties here while I was in college. Though. Right. We were right, throwing right. parties in the city when I was in college, but I hadn't thrown a party yet. I was kind of over that world. Yeah. You know, everything is a burnout business, but I hadn't thrown a party yet until Della presented this idea of throwing something at Opal when um when Opal was popping on 52nd and Second so we used mm-hmm. to do the Friday night stare and I was like okay maybe I can get into like the the after work mixer game you know it's not as stressful as a, a door and all that stuff for a party so let me try that and I tried my hand at that for a little while on the side of mm-hmm. my job it was dope maybe some good money um more good friends i met a lot of people in the service industry which is dope mm-hmm. um really made some really good relationships and, yeah, that kind of – that kicked off, I want to say, in 2010 okay, for me and uh, carried into 2011 and in 2012. I started working at – no, 2011, I started working at Condé Nast.
0: Mm-hmm. And be f- uh, you had one more job, I think, before then? No? Yes.
1: So um, this is probably – if I ever, like, wrote a book about my life, this would be the chapter I'd leave out. Um, I was working <clears throat> at the time for Bank of New York Mellon in Wilmington, Delaware. And that was for seven months. You moved down there. I moved to Wilmington, Delaware. And, um, what is
0: in Wilmington, Delaware besides (laughs) like a Dunkin Donuts, um,
1: Dunkin Donuts, (laughs) if you're lucky, (laughs) um, Wilmington. So I lived around the corner from my job. That's how desolate that fucking place was. So I lived in like this super nice apartment complex. Um, first time I ever bought my own furniture and, uh, so like there was a complex, then there was this long winding road that would lead to one of those like industrial drives where all the businesses are, and so my food options were Chinese food, mm-hmm. Domino's, mm-hmm. and uh, this mom and pop Italian restaurant that was terrible.
0: Well, I mean, you know, a lot of big 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 Italian community in, in, yeah, I, in I, Delaware. There yeah, there was there was
1: no Big Tony. There <laughs> was Authentic, there was no yeah, Sal. Yeah, 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 you know, it was. I, I forgot the lady's name. I think her name was Linda, but she was <laughs> she was really nice. But the food sucked. But I was like, oh, you, know, you know, tonight I want pasta. So that's actually where I learned how to cook because I would go to the grocery store, which was like two miles down the road, and, and there was no Uber at the time. Right. So right, I was right. like walking. Well, now we're Lyft boys. Lyft. Yeah, Lyft. Forever. Shout yeah. Out to Lyft. Yeah, Lyft. Um, so yeah, so I'm in I'm in Wilmington, Delaware for seven months. Um, needless to say, pretty miserable. Seven months. So it's like the Waynes World thing where it's like, we're in Delaware. <laughs> yeah. No, legit. Legit I didn't I I think in the seven months I was there, I went out in Delaware one time. And um it was pretty bad. And when do you get the idea
0: to have a little party at your apartment <sighs> where you ask people to bring uh Henny uh sorry mm-hmm. where you ask people to bring uh Hennessy? Yep. And chicken. Yep. And themselves. Ah, uh, so
1: funny. It's actually funny how this whole thing really came about because prior to Henny Palooza, I had a game night at my house like three weeks before that. That was crazy, and um, like Twister, everyone was drunk as shit. And it was a good time. Like people were at my house until like seven in the morning, and I'm like, you know what? I want to do that again. That was and, good. Yeah. and I so, want to play twister some more yeah i want to, i want to play <laughs> twister some more like, i want to pour hennessy down women's throats like playing uno like that was fun oh mm. that that happened that then. that happened then so visionary so, yeah <laughs> i'm trying to tell you guys. so technically Henny Palooza was supposed to be a recreation of that game night but just you know a little bigger because more people went into it
0: i don't want to jump game. ahead but yeah. i sort of see where you're going yeah. with Henny Palooza game night like yeah. twister coming exactly. up yeah like, it could have been twister palooza yo <laughs> legit
1: it could have it been anything else but like my dumb ass <laughs> i um at the time i think at the time where was i i was at condé Nast. i was um the yeah, you had like a real job yeah I, I had a real gig i was um it was a shitty gig but it was a real gig i was the what was my title
0: the, was, the black guy.
1: Yeah, no, legit the black straight guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind that kind of kinda nice. Kinda nice. The yeah. black straight yeah. guy. Yeah, but yeah, I was like, I was doing like media planning and shit, so. At that time, um, I was just like, I was bored. I was like, yo, guys, let's do that game night thing again. Um, but this time, we'll theme it. Like, let's bring, you know, chicken or Hennessy. Like, let's really coon this all the way out. And. Um, was that on the flyer? <laughs> uh, no. See, the funny thing is, like, you see that invite, like that iPad note? That yeah. was the formal invitation. There yeah. was another invitation of text message that I just sent to people that I probably can't post on social media. You anymore. screenshotted it and
0: you, you forwarded it to your friends. Yeah,
1: so I forwarded it to Lowe. I forwarded it to uh, Fox, Chris Fox, yep. Kaz. Della, uh, Jamal, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, you know the crew, and yeah. um, I noticed that
0: Eric and I weren't
1: invited. by No, it's true. I don't think I had you true. guys. I don't, think, I don't even think you guys follow me at the mm-hmm. time. Definitely, <laughs> didn't. I don't think you followed me until like Henny Palooza got popping. <laughs> but you know that—that's another. So that's cool. Uh, yeah, I get You gotta no, earn no, your, just air it out. Just, I know. You gotta out. earn your here stripes. That's <laughs> right. But no, so um, I sent a text to those guys and like just jokingly I hashtag it Henny Palooza. Just, just being funny, or right. what was funny to me at the time, and um, you know, a couple of days go by, and a low key hits me. He's like, "Yo, man, have you seen the hashtag on Twitter?" I was like, "The fuck is a hashtag?" I was like, "I thought hashtags were for jokes." Because right. at that time, that's what, what yeah. was. it was. It was, it was for Fabulous's Twitter, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm like, I thought that was for jokes. And he's like, "No, like check the hashtag Any Palooza." And I go in, and it's like Joe Button, uh, a couple of folks. Are like, "Yo, what is this?" Like, you know, where is it? And, you know, How much is it? How, who do I talk to? And I'm like, "This is really weird." <laughs> Um, it's my house and then so like how some, big is your house by the way um i was in a two bedroom in east harlem on a, on 115th and pleasant i can say that now cuz i don't live there anymore <laughs> but um i was on 115th and pleasant and it was a, it was a huge two bedroom so um the living room was probably double the size of a regular living room in, in the city could have and, had two twisters yeah, have, yeah <laughs> right there was, there was definitely room for two twisters you know um and and the big jenga yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. um so you know at that so at that time i'm like i'm gonna have all these people in my apartment i can do a good 20 people in here and be cool uh so then as it started building up and like people that text me like Rahim who was at atlantic at the time is like yo i got a couple folks who want to come through a couple chicks i'm like, like. Oh, okay, and like, I'm not going to say no to chicks. But you're you're good at math though. Yeah. <laughs> Exceptional at math. And I'm like, you know what? Um this ain't going to work up here. Yeah. So, you know, I live in a family-owned building, so I go to my landlord and I'm like, Yo, look, um <laughs> I'm having some people over. Um it's going to be pretty loud. Um there's a hashtag involved. Yeah. <laughs> no. not sure. And he's like, how many he's like, how many people are you think? And I said, 4,000. I like, you know, <laughs> Yeah, I, I always just always lowball those things. Like, yeah, you know, like fifteen, yeah, 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 twenty. He's like, okay. He's like, that means forty. I was like, yep. I was like, um, so because everybody brings two girls. Yeah, exactly. exactly. He's like, how about you? He's like, how about you use the community room downstairs? Oh, doing baby showers and stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, to- yeah. That makes perfect sense. And he's like, okay. Um, it's gonna cost you. I'm like, okay how much? He's like, uh, hold on, let me go. So he goes into his records. He's like, yeah, I'm um, 25 bucks. <laughs> okay. You should negotiate like, it. Like drive a hard I bargain. Like, I was like, yo, man, I got 15. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like I got a strong 15 on this. I, I got to get Mr. C up here. Yo, listen, man, how am I gonna afford <laughs> yeah. I like, you know, I got a budget. Yeah. So um so he uh he, he he makes me sign this contract. Um a contract? I I signed a contract. For $25. For 25 bucks. Um which didn't include cleaning. So I had to clean, which it was a ripoff <laughs> in, in hindsight. But um, so I, I get the contract. I sign it. So the very first Winnie Palooza was at a registered venue. Which wow. is 279 Pleasant Corporation. Wow.
0: Yeah. And by the way, i 'm sure you use that going It's like, oh yeah, no first one was yeah hundred percent it was, it was, yeah. was legit yeah. oh, uptown. I can yeah. tell you guys the
1: story about the second one. This is probably the best Henny story for me personally, <laughs> um, because I completely lied my ass off to the guy, so he um the second one was at an art gallery in okay. the lower East Side, and uh, we were originally supposed to do it at the uh, a loft in Brooklyn. They found out what the concept was, and I'm like, fuck no, can't do that here. Whatever. They so, were like, wait, there's a concept. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, wait, open bar Hennessy. Da, da, da. Like, no. So um, so you take that
0: as a way that you're like, oh, I have
1: to pitch it differently. Yeah. Was, yeah. Exactly. I was like, so I, I put my sales cap i <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, okay, let me let me go fish some venues. So I go on this website that like um does event list. By the way, like, fish is a uh, term for scamming. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> That's right. True. No, true indeed. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> um. So I. Uh, I call up this guy. He's like, yeah, come down to the place or whatever. You can come see it. I'm like, cool. So I walk in in um, a nice navy blue suit. Um, Good time. Cameron. Yeah. I, I, not tappa Cam. Cameron.
0: Cameron from Condé Nast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <So, laughs> with the Cam. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's
1: right. So I walk in and I'm like, hey, how you doing? You know, we spoke on the phone. He's like, yeah, so, like, what are you thinking about doing? I was like, ah, it's a small cocktail party. Um, you know, it's going to be, like, past hors d'oeuvres. Uh, Not untrue. Yeah, n- music lightly being played in the background. Oh, that's an exaggeration, right? And he's, yeah. Like, he's like, yeah. I was, and it's like, honestly, I think this space is perfect for it. <laughs> the guy's like, you think so? I was like, yeah. He's like, yeah. So he's like, yeah, you know, I'm Conde Nast, work with GQ, Traveler, all those magazines. You know, <laughs> we we'll have some big clients in the house. So, blah, blah. <laughs> So he's like, all right, cool. Um, yeah. So I was like, I saw the rental on the site. Like, what's your actual rental fee? And he's like, Oh, um, well, we're technically not open yet. We do our grand opening on Sunday, and we were on the Saturday. So I was like, Oh, this oh. is perfect. like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I was like, Yeah, you'll get all the right eyes on this thing. You know, there'll be media there. The source. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, you know, we'll have all these great influencers in there, low key. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, it'll be it'll be a thing. So he's like, Dope. So we come in there on the Saturday. Um, you know, I meet him, I'm I'm still giving the whole bullshit smooth over. And his the first time his eyes got really big were when the speakers came in and he's like, <laughs> I was like oh, it's fine, we won't turn them all the way up. Like yeah. it, it won't fuck with the paintings at all. And then um, you know, the setup music setup, whatever, whatever, uh the the bar, the makeshift bar is set up and there's like some Hennessy to start. And then people are starting to line up. And uh they're lining up with boxes of like Popeyes.
0: And because the uh, admission is still yeah chicken, chicken or Hennessy. or Hennessy
1: yeah. right and um, so people are, like lined up with bags of Popeyes <laughs> and I could just see it on his face and he's like what the fuck is this <laughs> and at that point I was like all right this is going to be probably my best bullshit job of all time to even make sure this thing goes yeah. to the time so um throughout the night like paintings are falling um, oh my god. The place is all white, obviously. It's an art gallery, so the walls are blue and brown. Oh, my God. Um, people are falling on the floor, Hennessy puddles. It, um, it was amazing. Um, did you still have to clean up everything? You. So so me, you know, being the visionary that That's right. I am... Um, party's ending i'm like yeah he's like yeah this thing has to end in 20 minutes I was like cool <laughs> no doubt i was like guys wrap it up in 20 um i i assign like four people like yo clean this shit up They're like where are you going i said i'm going home like this guy has my cash there's no there's no contract on the books like i'm just gonna get the fuck out of here yeah. <laughs> as i'm leaving we we had uber now at this time so as i'm leaving i'm getting in the car um to go back uptown and i hear the guy calling me He's like yeah I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'll be right back jumping the uber take off home and a part of me felt bad (laughs) (laughs) which which part was that um the mcl yeah Uh,
0: yeah like
1: uh, there was a very small piece of me that was like damn that was fucked up i was like that guy has to open that place in like 12 hours but you know he's got my money like and then I, i went home and he we rode by the next morning um because he was, like, cleaning trash and shit. And this guy, the poor guy, I, I don't think he slept. He, like, <laughs> he, he had no shirt on. And he's, like, repainting his walls oh, for the my, opening. Oh, no. And I was like, yeah, we did that. Oh, and, and, sure did. and god forbid like some girl like lost her phone there so she had to go back the next day and oh Remind oh. the poor guy like oh we just did some fuck shit here last night right where's my phone this is still ongoing yeah, yeah. and he's like fuck and he's, he's he's like cursing her out like yeah this motherfucker can and uh uh-huh. yeah it was great so um yeah <laughs> any Palooza was a lot of um was a lot of finessing early
0: on okay let's talk about the team right now yes uh Let's go over everybody and and see what position they play. Okay, you are.
1: You guys just want to know if Dwayne has a real job. The, the, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. yes Here yes. comes to light. Here we go. So you
0: got you got time. you. And what do you handle on game day?
1: On game day, um, for me, it's just it's the boring shit, like making sure that the door people are good, making sure that everyone like I do the security meeting. I do. Uh, I make sure all the bars are properly stocked with enough Hennessy, which is never enough. Uh, I make sure sound check is good with the DJ. So I'm doing like all the pre stuff, DJ sound check, make sure the green rooms are good. Um, you know, double checking with Kaz to see if we have special guests coming through. How are we? How are we filtering that kind of stuff? And then um, during the event, it's pretty simple for me. I'm just checking on everybody, like making sure everything's good, making sure everything's running smoothly, kind of running in between all the floors and stuff, and drinking Hennessy. Benner, Benner, Benner is the head of operations. Um. Me and Benner are partners in the business. Um, Benner does all venue bookings. Um, he does a lot of the talent outreach as well. Uh, day of, like all that stuff I just said I do. Benner is on top of that stuff from from uh, opening to close. Um, Benner likes to drink Miller Lite during Palooza. Oh, that's loud. Oh, wait, do yeah. other drinks? Uh, yeah, we, we serve other alcohol. It's just not free. Yeah. <laughs> It's just not for you. got to pay a premium for uh, Georgie. <laughs> so. uh, Kaz. Kaz is basically our talent guy. So he... We gave him a really like souped up bullshit title, uh, but Kaz is the is the guy who who plugs us with artists and like he's like our go between for most of the talent talent. Uh, Rory. Rory is our GM if there is a such thing for um, for a party.
0: <laughs> is every single one going to come with a qualifier? Yeah. No, yeah, this, yeah, is, yeah. This, this is this is link- all made up. To- yeah, this, this is LinkedIn. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs> so like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you gotta, you gotta yeah. have a title. Like, um,
0: yeah. Uh, but Rory also does like the uh, the doors. Yes, Rory does
1: the door. He'll do um he'll do guest list at times. He'll also he also does a lot of our socials. Okay, he does uh, a
0: lot of our socials. Lowkey and Chris Styles.
1: Uh, they are our voices. They are our hosts. Low is obviously our OG host. Um, because. He'll literally host anything. And back then, we would always joke he'll host anything for free. <laughs> so, so, um, you know, Lowe saved me a lot of money in the early days. I, I think I'm getting taxed for it now. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, Lowe's our, our OG host. Uh, Chris, Um, I've known Chris since he was in college, mm-hmm. since he was a kid. Um, Chris is our other host. He's like the energy. I feel like Chris is kind of like... The heart and soul of any pool like like Chris has the ability to get everybody like excited about this thing and like keeps everybody like energized. So yeah, Chris and Chris and they are our hosts. Without them, the party probably isn't nearly as good. Raven, Raven. um If your answer is not she's the only female, then <laughs> <laughs> you, I think you have to start with that yeah, right. um, because she reminds us of that daily. <laughs> she's the only female, but Raven's she gets um, her own room in the hotel. She gets her own room. Yeah, she gets her own room. Um, She's our content girl. I mean, photos. Um, mm-hmm. She does all of the Instagram stuff. She does all. She does our socials when I'm not. When I'm not usually tweeting from the Henny account, it's her. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, she's she's really like I guess yeah, our only female flesh. ah young flesh god (laughs) um just is amazing man just is our video guy slash um drug connect (laughs) 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 on the road you know but now just is amazing man he um he he just adds another element with the video thing side of things and he's probably you know the hardest working guy i know as far as like like when we're all like we all say we're working for five hours justin is working for five (laughs) hours he's uh he's
0: powerful yeah yeah powerful yeah everything's a power Uh, move uh, comfortable shoes are not really comfortable for that yeah yeah it's just on his feet uh the whole time austin mills
1: he's our guy he's our he's our dj um austin austin's djing career essentially started at henny palooza and, um, you know, as as he's grown, so is the brand. And, like, it's kind of really cool to see how synonymous those two things are. Like, the bigger his, his star is shining, or the me, the brighter his star is shining, so is HP. Um, he, I mean, he's he's coasting at this point. He has the easiest job. All in right, HP. Let's, now let's really get into it. Oh, we need to get to Dwayne. Oh, Dwayne! Dwayne! Well, how do you skip Dwayne? <laughs> Dwayne is. Um, Chicago Zone. Dwayne is Chicago Zone, the two-stepping king who yeah. wears Green Bay Packers jackets. <laughs> um, but Dwayne is—he's a utility guy, man. We've—we found a role for him now on the road to where um, Dwayne does our door, and Dwayne just has a very good eye, at, like spotting shit out, especially the jig. Yeah. Usually because he's a part of it. <laughs> but, um, Dwayne's gonna let everybody in, in and yeah, yeah, legit, just, like, legit. Like he, he's letting them all through. Yeah. All, oh, and Peach Yeah, and Pege. Yeah, um, I was gonna say Pege. Pege is actually. Um, Rounded out our quota for uh, Caucasians for Caucasians on Raven doesn't count; she's half white. So <laughs> Justin Fleischer, Justin oh, well, Fleisch, Rory. Yeah, yeah. But we, oh, right, yeah. yeah. We, we have to we have to stay the majority in this thing. Sure. So um, you know, Peach just kind of like that was it for me. I'm like, mm. I gotta stop letting Benner make personnel decisions.
0: <laughs> Peach does two things, right? He, he does two things. He does the artwork. Yes. And he does an awful. Awful, awful Millie rock. rock. Yes, yeah.
1: his um, his yeah, his dancing is terrible. <laughs> but he's surprisingly better than Della at Millie rocking. Um,
0: yo, I have seen video of Della. It's ben pretty rocking. bad. Pretty bad. It, um, I will say all nice people.
1: Yeah, all all all, all, all nice people. Um, isn't
0: th- it so so much better to work with people you like and are like decent people than than the opposite? It is. Yeah, I, tell I, me about that. I can. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I consider myself very lucky. I think that this like. Because people think this thing was like a huge master plan of mine. It, it came together, I think, naturally. I don't think anyone thinks this is a huge master plan. <laughs> no, people do. I mean, you know, to, to certain people, this is like, you know, this is like Apple. This is, yeah. like, this is like the Apple of parties to, like, you know, the hood. But they think, like, it's this the big The Apple like parties. <laughs> yeah. Hey. That's
2: pretty good. Or the Apple 10 of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> but no, um, it, it's, it's, it's dope just to work with people, um, you know, that are friends. Um, I think it's to me it's kind of it's easier because the transparency is always there as friends and i think transparency is key in business mm-hmm. and um it's so you know it's easy for me to say Hey, i can't pay you today but i can pay you on tuesday but you know this is what's happening kind of thing and um and people respect it right because you know it, there's just like a mutual kind of trust and respect there which i think that you you sometimes can miss if you're working with people that so
0: hard. about the copycats yeah out there uh, what, what's the first one you found and, and what are the, like,
1: um, the considerable ones that you found? Um, I don't, I don't know if I call them copycats. Um, I think everyone's aspiring. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I, I think it's like anything else you see a good idea and, um, you know, you take bits and pieces of it to, and you know, you add your own spin to it and it becomes a completely different, good idea. Um, I've seen some, I've seen some similar ones. Uh, the first one I ever noticed was Patron Fest.
0: Mm-hmm. Patron Fest.
1: Yeah. Um, and it was, I mean, it was, it's similar in principle, just a different alcohol. Um,
0: oh, I get it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it took, it took me until you saying that now I get it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a similar. They
1: don't p- have Twister. No, <laughs> th- right, th- right. there's no Jenga there. Yeah. But um, do
0: you think, do you think that these copycats, um, what they don't have, what the element they don't have
1: is you guys. Um, I'm a firm believer that the, that the people make the experience. So I feel like with us, if, if you took away the Hennessy, you know, if it was in a different venue or things of that nature, it would still be a good party just because of the people that are throwing it. I feel like you, you can see something, you can see this thing and you, you take one thing from like, yo, that's what makes this thing pop. If I was to say that about this, it would be the people. Um, I don't think it's the liquor. I don't think it's. You know, the liquor helps, but I don't think like, oh, my God, I'm going for the free. No, I'm going because it's a good party and there's free Hennessy. So I think that, yeah, the team absolutely, absolutely makes the people want to come to this thing. It makes for the experience. I think that's why we're able to now be in our fifth year um, doing 20 cities. And an island. And an island. (laughs) It's U.S. property, but, you know, it's still an island.
0: Whatever happened with with, uh, Hennessy, why didn't they partner up with you guys?
1: Um, That is a great question one that i still don't have the full answer to but um i think for i think it was just a matter of timing one and two it's just a little off base from what their brand messaging is
0: yeah is there a liability thing for them uh
1: or? no we're i i they would say that it is i don't think there is with because you know for all the chaos and all the craziness you hear about it we don't have fights um we don't have people normally we've we've had a couple with like emt from like you know drinking too much in the sun or something like that but we don't have a bunch of people throwing up and like overconsumption. it's not a sloppy party it's a it's a good time and i feel like um so we're covered on the liability side mm-hmm. we obviously we carry our own insurance right. we've trademarked everything
0: you also have like a million people working for you so you right. can handle all of your yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. exactly
1: so it's um it's it's a real like it's a legitimately ran business and i feel like with them it kind of got to the point where we were already this thing and it's like we're not going to latch on to this thing that's already kind of going. And, well, you know, it's also kind of a thing. Oh, well, we, we didn't come up with that, so we're not right. going to do
0: that. Um, uh, has the group. What was the name of the group who did swag surfing? Uh, uh, FLY. FLY. Yes. F-L-Y. Mm-hmm. Have those guys ever reached out to say thank you? Yo. Um, yes. Because <laughs> Henny Palooza has. And, and look, Loki. Yeah have taken that and given it the a whole surf. second life. Leg. I don't think that a lot of people know what FLY is. So they no. are the group behind Swag Surf, but you guys have uh brought it into a very new light.
1: Yeah, they are um
0: made it, like the party song for uh Henny Palooza. Which and and, 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 while, and while it is the staple of Henny Palooza like yeah. it's it's gone beyond that. Yeah. Yeah. They they did a Swag Surf on the on the the, oh, on the White House lawn. The white yeah. House. yeah. Yeah, it's um in 20 in 2016 right.
1: like I think it's one of those things not to um, not to like really pigeonhole it, but it's one of those things in like hip hop culture, black culture, um, where you have these certain songs that like they unify people, whether it be through the lyrics or through like you know the dancing or whatever the case may be. There's these there's like these staple songs like "Before I Let Go," like you mm-hmm. know, so like these songs that like ev- all, every person in there is on one accord. Swag Surfing is one of those records, and I feel like not to give it too much significance. But it is a unifying moment. It's like, yo, the world's really fucked up right now. The least we could do is hold each other's arms together for five minutes in a party while we're drunk and have a good time. And that's memorable, you know? Oh, shit, balloons dropped while we did that. That's that's a memorable thing. And I think low-key, him going to a, to an HBCU, just having such a passion for that record, he made sure that record was played at every single Hindi Palooza to the point where, like, the next day, oh, my God, Swag Surf was so crazy. And, you know, everyone's at and low-key, like, it's his song. Mm-hmm. And then... uh. FLY, I actually met them at A3C this year. Whoa. They came to the Hennie Palooza after party Whoa. and performed swag Surfing. Whoa. <laughs> and I, I got to talk to him in the green room for for like ten minutes. And I'm like, yo, you know, my boy Low Key, like, he loves this record. He, he champions. He's like, yeah, we know who Low Key is. <laughs> like, yo, make sure you tell him we said thanks. And then they like they sent us like a big shout out on Twitter. And, you know, Amazing. And, and it was it was dope. Like for me, it was like that stuff like that to me is like just as cool as like Wale coming through and these like that shit is just cool to me because it's it's connecting culture and like I felt like that was one of the bigger moments and like low-key got to like get his his shout out from the guys who made his favorite song Hmm. Um, yeah who else has come through like Wale's come through Wale's come through uh, Pusha T has come through Joe Budden Joe's come through Young M.A. Young M.A. Dave East uh, uh, Nipsey Hussle you're forgetting a lot there's uh,
0: Atlanta people Atlanta Uh, yeah
1: yeah, there's been so many drama yeah. Uh Mike Will. Yeah. Um Twenty One Savage be- right before he blew up. Wow. Um Was Twenty
0: One Savage fun at the party?
1: Uh he didn't move. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he didn't that's move. That's that's to be expected. Yeah. He didn't move. I was like, who is that? That's like, twenty one savage. I was like, oh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. You can recognize him by the
0: giant cross in his
1: uh, that's, I was, yeah, like, yeah. That, that's what kinda like I, I saw the in the book in his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, yeah I, was, I was like This yeah. guy's a riot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's got it's, jokes. Yeah, this, this guy's he's a He's ready for <laughs>
0: Loki brought his parents to uh was it the five year anniversary? Uh four year anniversary. Uh, four year anniversary, yep. four year anniversary yep. Yep. in yep. And uh it's it's pretty wild, like, yeah. to, to have that cosign yeah. Have you invited your family?
1: I have not. Okay. <laughs> yeah. When is Henny Palooza going to Buffalo? Uh, never. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's uh, has has
0: upstate central or western New
1: York reached out to you a hundred hundred times. Yeah, <laughs> hundred times. Um, the closest we'll probably get is Toronto. Just I mean, not for nothing. It's it's a very it's a, it's still a very segregated place, and two it's a, it can be a pretty violent place. As well So you know like They're still like fighting If you like Bump their girl by accident Mm -hmm. Up there Things of that nature Stepping on people's shoes So um I don't think Just yet Mm -hmm. They're ready for um For HP Mm -hmm. But um My parents love it Mm -hmm. Um Because You know I don't have to ask them for money, mm-hmm. and uh, my my dad thinks it's the dopest shit ever because mm-hmm. my dad's my dad's a former musician like oh, he's man. he's he's living vicariously. Through yeah, it. my dad is like, yo, this shit is really cool. Like, he yeah. sees like the cries like this is dope. My mom, oh, it's nice. Like, so um, is this stopping you from getting married? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Have, have they seen Chris
0: Styles videos? They have. They ac- <laughs>
1: funny story. The first time my parents met Chris Styles, <laughs> we were uh we were downtown at some. Uh, some luncheon or something some open bar shit that Dwayne invited us to (laughs) and um that's what Dwayne does yeah I was like yo I'm gonna bring my parents through whatever and they're like chilling my mom's like drinking a mojito or some shit and Chris walks in in like this red sweatsuit and his chain's out yeah yeah and my dad, just being the guy he is, he's like, oh, that's, man, kid's from Brooklyn, isn't he? <laughs> I like, I'm like, yeah, he's from Brooklyn. And then my mom's like, oh. and then he, like, he meets my parents, like, oh my God, you know, I heard so much about, you. he puts, he puts the act on, you know, Chris is a very charismatic kid. Yeah. So my mom's like, he must be the host. She said, yeah, what other job could I give him? And so they, but they and like they see all these videos. I send them all like the videos oh and stuff. Um, not the dancing ones with the strippers. I oh no, that's that's yeah, that's the one yeah. I don't send them yet. the viral ones. Yeah, yeah, send, yeah, yeah. all the Millie Rock ones though they get. Sure. That. Oh yeah. Yeah, but they um, <laughs> but they, they they've seen all the recaps, which which uh, they love. My mother just has a problem with the cursing and the songs. Sure, but, sure. Yeah. But she she loves the she loves the recaps. She's videos. like, you're not
0: playing any Mary Mary. No, she's know? like
1: <laughs> she's like I just don't understand why you have to use the unedited version. And I'm like, uh, well, mom, because you're not my demo. <laughs> like my demo identifies it can you do a henny palooza for your mom's crowd um i could that's how you sold it to
0: people you know like art yeah i, I, I could I, I,
1: at this point i think i could sell almost anything i think to her crowd though it'd have to be um it'd have to be pinot palooza mm-hmm. Pinot Palooza. it have to be pinot palooza mm-hmm. pinot fest um, yeah, yeah. pinot fest exactly mm-hmm. or if they if they want to get really crazy um we'll do uh like rum palooza, <laughs> because that's when my parents are really crazy yeah when they're, when they're drinking Bacardi. so
0: i don't want to jump too far ahead in yep. terms of like where henny palooza goes because mm-hmm. you did just announce you know a 20 city tour yeah um but how big could it go uh, space
1: <laughs> <laughs> i think honestly um i don't know okay i think uh I'm I'm of the mindset that for something like this the sky's the limit and I think that it is something that you are constantly reevaluating as it grows. Um I never thought we'd do Webster Hall. And now Webster Hall is almost too small mm-hmm. for us, you know. So we're we're doing Coney Island and I never thought we could do five thousand people. We're doing five thousand. Who's to say we can't do ten thousand? Who's to say we can't do fifteen, twenty, and who's to say we can't do it two days in a row, you know? Who's to say we can't be wireless mm-hmm. or one of those things. So I think for us it's just um it's staying true to what we do, um, you know, making necessary adjustments, like you know, doing smarter things. But I don't, I don't know where this thing can go. I, I honestly thought it was only going to last like two years. Really? Yeah. Because yeah. uh, mainly because of me. I was like, I'm, I'll probably get tired of this thing after like two years. Well, or
0: do you get tired of it? Like, because like, it's it's basically the same people. Mm-hmm. Like you're seeing the same people. Mm-hmm. Like because you're not you're not going out in the crowd and meeting right. like, oh my god, it's Amanda who I just met. from I do know. do that. Well, yes, yeah, I do do walkthroughs.
1: Oh. I do do walkthroughs. Um, I'm I, sure you are meeting Amanda. Yeah, I, I've met a couple of Mandas. <laughs> <laughs> I've met a couple of Mandas. But I mean, but
0: but for all intents and purposes, you are partying with the same people. Yes. Um, you know, twenty times a year, yes, and doing the same thing, swag surf, all that stuff. Yes. is it? Does it get t- uh, tiresome at all for you?
1: Um, yes, it does. Um, but I think the cool part about it is that I don't ever get like sick of it. I get tired, like, oh my god, like another show, another Millie Rock, right? Another styles. another show, like oh my god, another you know. But it. But I think because we do it so much, we kind of sometimes we're all guilty. I take it for granted, like, and then. I'll I'll talk to someone in the crowd or I'll like talk to someone after, and they'll be like, "Yo, this is the coolest shit I've ever been to." Like, right. oh my god, I can't believe like this is what you guys are. And I, that that kind of like reinstates the feeling for me. But it does get tiresome. I mean, we're doing two two to three a month, mm-hmm. and you know, between the travel and all, everything that comes with it, it does get it does get tiring. But I mean, I'd much rather be doing this yeah, than I, what I was doing.
0: I do think that. Um and it should be said, like, you always uh, do seem to find surprises in, like, strange places. Like, the yeah. New England show was, yeah. like, surprisingly... Right. Uh, uh, it was good. Yeah, like,
1: it was... Um, And there were, like, a lot of attractive women. Like, not Amanda. for nothing, <laughs> there wasn't Amanda there. Um, <laughs> Anna Stacey. <laughs> New, New England was one of our surprisingly better-looking crowds as far as, like, you know, women-to-men ratio and, like, the way the women looked. It was one of our... Best, it was like, wow, this is... Like, it's like a gym, almost. Like, you discovered something and... You know they're hiding the island of Cape Verde in Providence, Rhode Island. But
0: um, um so who broke the boat? <laughs> oh, I think there's video of that.
1: <laughs> oh, yo, funny. I I probably have the funniest perspective of that day than anyone else, just because of the entire day in its totality. Mm. So, just to paint the picture for you, yeah, we were in Coney Island for ten hours. Uh, jumped in an Uber, to, <laughs> yeah, so I, I got a, jumped in a li- in in retrospect it yeah. was a lift. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Oh right,
1: <laughs> yeah. the pink mustache. Yeah, right, it yeah, was yeah, it was a lift. Yeah, yeah. So we we get in the car and like we're dead. It's me, Rory, Kaz, Low, and Chris, and we're in a we're in a cab. Dead, mm-hmm. like, yo, know, how the fuck are we gonna make it through this boat ride? Like, is we're asking all the wrong questions. You know, is there food? Like, you know, will, will, will they have like energy drinks for us. Like, you know, I, I at this time, I still didn't have a shirt to put on. So, um, so we we pull up to the dock, and Rory so gracefully gives me a shirt. Which, if you see the video, it's definitely too small for me <laughs> well, it's always too small for Rory's. So. yeah exactly exactly, exactly. He, he likes to show us tattoos <laughs> um so we get to the we get to the boat and um and like you know clarence is there dev is at the door to greet us and like you guys look like shit like yeah we kind of feel like shit you're wearing rory's shirt yeah i was yeah, like yeah. i, I was, you know i I, f- I feel like shit you know my white shorts are no longer white like i'm just just get me on this fucking boat yeah. mm-hmm. so i get on the boat i find food um i eat uh, they're like, Oh hey, you want some Hennessy? I was like no, <laughs> Please. Like, no, I'll I'll take I'll take Seltzer water right. if you have that. So we're drinking, we're drinking, and then so we had the the middle, I think it was the middle room mm-hmm. um and you know, we were slated to like build that out from talent and everything. So I'm like, uh showtime, going in DJ? And he's like, Yeah. So he starts off or whatever. And you know, it, it, it's 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 getting there, it's it's getting good. And, uh, but I'm sitting down the entire time. And then I'm like, yeah, I think we kind of need a host. It's like, so I text Lo and Chris, like, yo, where are you guys? <laughs> Lo's like, I'm on the top of the boat, I think, with you guys. Yes, yeah, yeah, Lo's yeah. like, I'm on the top of the boat. Chris is like, yeah, I'm going to come down right now. I was like, okay, cool. So Chris comes down, and I want to say within like seven minutes, <laughs> it, there's like, uh, <laughs> Showtime is playing like a Harlem set so it's just like you know all the Harlem shaking music all the get light music and uh, I believe Cry Baby Cozy was on the boat so you know there was a big battle happening there it was was really 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 cool took Mm -hmm. me back to high school and then um, you know Chris is like bugging on the mic and I'm like okay this this is turning into something so legit you could see it like there was like a universal second wind amongst everybody and we're like okay it's a party and then um I want to say Showtime played uh red right by Kendrick yes no no Showtime played uh Palance it's like a Soka song where everyone mm-hmm. just one of those unifying black people songs who like to just jump around with each other and um so then he, he switches it gets a little crazy switches it off Austin gets on drops um dreams and nightmares mm-hmm. I believe mm-hmm. and then like I, I'm seeing like chunks of what I assumed to be asbestos sure. coming yeah. off the ceiling and I'm like okay this, is, this isn't gonna end particularly well so I back up I get behind the DJ booth and he plays alright and I'm like oh my god I like, this this boat is going to explode <laughs> and I sure enough he plays it people are bugging out so now it's like raining uh, yeah because
0: people are busting
1: through the yeah roof. people are busting <laughs> so there's like this there's k- ceiling. Right there? there's this guy who I will not name um, I think we already named him the song ends yeah and he is, if you see the video, he is legitimately punching <laughs> panels out of the ceiling. And I'm like, oh, bro. <laughs> like, at yeah. this point, you're just being destructive. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not, the moment has passed. Right. You're mm-hmm. being destructive. And he's just like, fucking turned up, man. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So, um, to answer your question, Henny Palooza did break the boat um apologies clarence <laughs> um apologies to what is it the uh the horn blower okay, yeah apologies to yeah. The, the folks at yeah. the horn blower yeah yacht. um that was us
0: did mac wilds pay for the deposit
1: <laughs> um I, I i invoiced him yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You, yeah. you know you know these, these i haven't heard back these, right, these, right these apps are tricky right. <laughs>
0: right, right, right. <laughs> well kappa cam yes uh, <laughs> congratulations on uh on a on a life well lived so far, Thank you, and man. who would have thought that the biggest pivot in your life would be uh, at the result of putting your cleat down and turning the the wrong way? Legit, light,
1: huh? legit. I'm, yeah, it's it's funny. I think it it just shows that never really know about this to roll with But you know who does? Yeah, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. in so, Jesus' name. Yes, <laughs> word to Kurt <Kirk> Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> thanks Thanks, Cam
0: thanks everyone for listening to this new episode of a waste of time with it's the real part of the February surprise run of podcast episodes that we're putting out right now Jeff, if people want to find out more about it's the real, if people want to find out more about a waste of time with it's the real, if people want to find out more about our headlining show at SOB's, your girl's tour, February 23rd, in just a few weeks, where can people go? You can always run up on me in the streets of Manhattan, come press (laughs) me and tell me that you want to have a nice, pleasant conversation where I explain my history to you. Um, (laughs) You can also go to soundcloud.com slash a waste of time. You can go to soundcloud.com slash it's the real for all of our music streaming there. iTunes, search for a waste of time with it's the real we are also on twitter at it's the real facebook at it's the real instagram at it's the real on instagram where it's the real like i said but we are also on snapchat where it is not it's the real it is it's it's the real and it's the real eric we're so happy that people are digging this podcast we're over a hundred episodes deep and we want to continue this movement so it's up to you guys to please go tell a friend about the podcast and spread the word and we know that it starts with us right here. So, Jeff, do you have a friend that you would like to tell about A Waste of Time that's the real Yes. Uh, I have a bunch of friends. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm just bragging to it. Yep. Uh, I want to tell Shops. I want to tell Fraser, Um The Summer Man, excuse me. Yep. I want to tell Amaya. <laughs> um, I want to tell... Tony Mui. <laughs> well, I don't... De- okay, so I'm a huge, huge, huge Tony Mui fan, and... Um, I just want to tell everybody when they're not watching Life at Complex on YouTube to listen to our podcast. Well, I'd like to. I I hope that they will mention the podcast on Life at Complex, the daily video vlog that shows how exciting Life at Complex is with (laughs) Mr. Tony (laughs) Mui. I would like to shout out our longtime friend and musical collaborator, Greg Mayo, oh, wow! who uh, not only does our theme music on this year podcast, but also all of our songs, whether it's Dave Matthews' bands, Girls with Dirty Sounds, uh, our new single Waco coming soon, Prior in a Crowded Room, everything going back, 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 back to when we were kids. Shout out to Greg Mayo. You will see him on February 23rd at SOB's the Girls Tour. Am I forgetting anything? No, I didn't answer All right, then we'll see you tomorrow. All right, bye. Fuck